What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh my gosh, it's Thursday. Thursday thyroid talks. 11 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Love my angel numbers, don't you guys? Oh my gosh. Today's episode is going to be really good. I actually don't even know what to expect, which makes it even better. Just wait for everyone to get notified. All right. So, I just want you guys to know that this series is already helping so many others. They're going to my YouTube page. They're coming onto my IG. They're watching your stories, and they're they're feeling it. They're feeling the love. They're feeling the connection, just like we planned. People are appreciating what you have to say, and it is helping them not feel so all alone in their thyroid journey. So. Those of you that have already volunteered, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journeys and inspiring others. And those of you that may be interested in coming on with me, I encourage you to. Everyone's story is unique and everyone has been through a lot of things that other people may have been going through or gone through, but you don't realize it because we're all just in our own little world of uh you know thyroid issues but trust me what you have to say is a big deal it really is don't think that your uh your journey is like is like nothing um so i had to find the right intro song because this is it all right so let's begin hi steph What's up? I'm so glad you're here. And there's our special guest. Yay, I'm glad you're here. Thank you everyone for joining. I'm your host, Sarah Lohman, and this is Thursday Thyroid Talks. This is my way of giving back to the thyroid community. So what I do is I provide you with real life warriors that have gone through a lot of things with their hypo hyper grave diagnosis and it's our way to to bond to share friendship create friendships and most importantly to combat the feelings of loneliness and isolation that so many of you go through on a daily basis my one of the uh, one of the other girls that volunteered she was actually episode number one. I talked to her the other day and this will forever be imprinted on my heart when she told me, you know, Sarah, if it wasn't for you, I would always feel like I'm on thyroid island. And I had that visual of like how many women are just so alone in their medical journeys and their symptoms or they feel so alone in their medical journey and their symptoms and they just don't know what to do. Um, so, all right, I'm going to bring on our guest today, Sharon. So all you have to do is click the little button, should be right in front of you. 
um, that says request to join and then I'll get like a pop-up. You did it. There it is. Okay. Oh, thanks for the hearts. Okay, I gotta turn my music off now. Hi, beautiful. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I was talking about you on my stories this morning and how oh. amazing your page is. And like, oh, thank you. When I, when I first, you know, when you first followed me and because um, I follow everyone back, I was just like, oh, who's this? And I saw your beautiful <laughs> pictures and it was like, breathtaking to see oh, you. Thank your, you your your hair and your journey is just so like it's a gorgeous <laughs> yeah you. and you're just you're aging so gracefully I, I hope and pray that I get to age as gracefully as you are well thank you I'm I feel like um just being able to age in general is such a gift um, Seriously, and, I, and, I, and I, well, and a, and a gift that, and a privilege that not everybody is afforded. So as much as, um, you know, I probably spent most of my forties going, Oh, I don't want to get wrinkles. Oh, I don't want to go gray. Oh, I don't want to get older, you know? And then you start thinking about what the alternative is. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's a humbling journey. It kind of makes me feel silly for thinking some of the things that I did 10 years ago. So anyway, <laughs> interesting yeah, yeah it's quite a, it's I love quite a journey yeah I so. love that and I definitely can agree you know I've lost a lot of people in my life close to me at a young age yeah and so when you say that the gift of aging really is it's such a blessing right right there there are plenty of people who who have not had that opportunity that would have loved to be here right old and wrinkled and 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 you know our bodies age so we ache and we hurt sometimes but <laughs> part of life yeah I love so. that you just gave me chills <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we just start with the basics um I've okay. never met you a lot of okay. uh, you know no one else has met you so why don't you just tell me maybe what part of the world are you in that's always my I live in the United States I live in the southeast in North Carolina actually um I lived in California most of my life um oh, and then part? moved uh, Bay Area, San nice. Jose. Mm -hmm. Nice. I was born um, in San Jose. Nice. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I went to, you know, I graduated high school there and actually went to my first year of college there and then um, transferred back to North Carolina because my family relocated um, back to the East Coast. And um, the relatives that were relocating were ones that I lived with that I was very close to. Um, and so I thought, I'm just going to go just going to go for it. So um, ended up in North Carolina. And I have been here pretty much ever since I um, went back to California for a little bit after college and uh, lived in Seattle for about six months, um, but then ended up coming back here and love it. So I've heard nothing but amazing things about both the Carolinas. And I hope one day mm -hmm. I can come explore. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, and I live smack dab in the middle of the state. So I live about two hours from the beach and two hours from the mountains. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's quite a history. I love that. Um, <laughs> California girl at heart. I love that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do know just from our quick messaging that, uh, mm -hmm. you struggle, you've struggled with hypothyroidism for the past 16 years. I have. 
so why don't um, you start at the beginning? How, how did so, you get that? You know, it's funny now, kind of, I guess the older we get, the more in tune we are with our bodies. Um, mm -hmm. And now I feel like probably my thyroid wasn't doing so well long before my diagnosis, um, but we, we blamed it on lots of other things. Um, from the age of 26 to 31, I had three children. So um, it is easy to blame lots of hair loss, um, mood swings. Uh, what was the other thing? Very dry skin, very ridiculously dry skin. Um, and, and weight gain that fluctuated um, very interestingly. Um, it was mostly in my midsection. Um, and my diet never changed. And there were times that I felt like I was not eating hardly anything, but I wasn't losing any weight and I was exercising like crazy. Um, and I talked to my father actually at one point, um, just kind of brought up the struggles. Um, and he said, you know, you really should, should probably go to the doctor. Um, I mean, I have a thyroid condition. Your uncle has a thyroid condition, both your grandparents. So both my paternal grandparents both had a thyroid condition. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother had Graves disease though. So, um, so hyperthyroidism, mm -hmm. um, but I, I never knew any of that, wasn't aware of it. Um, and of course I had gone to the doctor, they had done blood draws, um, everything looked fine. Right. So, um, the one thing that I learned about through this journey is that what one person's normal range is, is different for what a normal range is for someone else. Yeah. So it took several doctor visits, um, before they finally realized that, this was not a postpartum issue mm -hmm. um, because actually I was 34 at the time. Um, and my, my, so my youngest child had just turned three. So I said at that point, I don't think we can still blame this on, um, yeah. you know, after having a baby, like my hair is falling out in chunks. Mm -hmm. um, and my hair went from being very thick to quite thin. My skin had changed. My nails had changed. Um, I didn't feel well. Most of the time, it didn't matter how much I slept. Um, and of course they're the very first thing they wanted to do before I talked to them about, I really think this might be a thyroid issue is what well, you're depressed. So here's an antidepressant, take that. Um, and, and did as they much blame as I, it on the postpartum too, they did. The mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, it, but I, because I did have that experience, the, the, the hormone swings after I had children were huge. Um, so I do believe postpartum depression was a piece of that, but not the whole part of it. Um, and so I said, you know, he's three, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's what this is. Um, and I, and it feels very different and it's been going on for a long time. Um, I felt sluggish probably most days. Um, and, and being a mom of three who were under the age of eight at the time, um, you know, they said, oh, you're just tired. Like, this is normal. This is all normal. And I was like, this doesn't feel normal to me. Like, I get it. I, I run around all day. I'm busy. I have three kids. Um, but this doesn't feel normal. So, yeah. um, talked to my dad, found out that family history. So I was able to go back to my primary care physician and say, you know, I really think that I've got something else going on. So we started monitoring cause she said, I don't really want to prescribe you something if you don't need it, which I, I get. Mm. Um, but she said, so what we're going to do is for the next four months, I, I met with a nutritionist. So I changed my diet. Um, and then I went and had blood draws. Um, once every six weeks across that. I think it was about three or four months. Um, and then Did she said, nope. 
Did your doctor actually encourage you to go see a nutritionist or was that something that you chose to do? Um, It was something that she encouraged me to do. Um, My primary care physician believes that a lot of things can be solved with um, our diet. And I, Mm. and I wholeheartedly agree um, Mm. that we can, we can help manage situations or conditions we might have, or even the way we feel with what we eat. Um, That sounds like a great doctor. Yeah. So she's very, very good. She also doesn't like to prescribe things we don't need. Um, So she said, I don't really want to put you on Synthroid if that's not what it is, but I'm willing to go down this path because, you know, I trust you and, and, and um, I know that you trust me. So we, we went down that path and um, across, I think it was three blood draws. um, You could see that my thyroid actually did start to improve. Um, It was still within the normal range. I, I wish I remember, I could remember what my, my, TSH and my T4s were at the start. I don't, it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, so that tells me that um, there is a thyroid issue. So she did put me on Synthroid, a very small dose. And then we, we worked our way up from there. Um, last year, amidst the pandemic, um, one of the things that, um, unfortunately, we had two family members die three weeks apart from COVID. Oh, so, um, I kind of, kind of, uh, you know, your, your brain is elsewhere. Um, and they were in on the West coast. And so it's like, do you travel? Do you, what do you do? Um, it was a, it was a very difficult time. Um, and, and very easy to blame. Oh boy, my th- something's not right again. Um, but I wasn't all of a sudden I was sleeping weird hours because I was trying to be available for family across the country and, um, not good about taking my medication. So my Synthroid, which I take every morning like clockwork, right? But we just kind of, I fell into a weird pattern. And um, I will say that within a week, I knew, like, this is not good. This is not going to be good. Um, and and I tried getting back on track. But again, it was, my husband flew across country um, and was there, was exposed to COVID while he was there. So when he came home, he went to a hotel. It was It was a crazy time. Um, and I went back, yeah, it's COVID. Um, I went back to my doctor and said, something's not right. I, I, here's what happened. I stopped and I started and I stopped and I started again. Um, and she checked my levels and she said, I really think that we need to probably lower your dose. And I said, I don't think that's what it is. Um, we ultimately ended up not lowering my dose, but it is amazing how much that small dose of Synthroid every day actually keeps my world normal, <laughs> if that's the right way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, my, my father, I actually talked to him yesterday. Um, he had surgery about five years ago to have a growth removed from his um, thyroid. So he still has about half his thyroid gland, which is interesting. They didn't remove the whole thing, um, but they did remove the growth and the part of his thyroid that the growth had actually gotten into. Um, it was a benign growth, so it was not any, it was not cancer, thank goodness. Um, but I asked him if he ever had to have his medication adjusted, and he said never. So even with half his thyroid gland, he still takes the same amount of Synthroid every day um, that he did five years ago. So hmm. I, just thought that was, I thought that was an interesting tidbit, um, because I would have thought that there would be an adjustment needed. Yeah. yeah um, um, right, Yeah. Um, and his endocrinologist said, you know, our, our um, endocrine systems are, are interesting things because our bodies can adjust. I guess it's kind of like if you get 
um, if you donate a part of your liver, right? Your liver, you, you can, you can live, it's like living with one kidney or you can live with part of your liver. Um, and, yeah. and you, you don't need to take medication. So he likened it to that. Um, which that, is true. I would agree. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's kind of how I got from there to here. Um, I have never seen an endocrinologist, which um, bothers my father a lot. <laughs> um, and I told him if I ever got to a point where I felt like I needed to, I would. Mm -hmm. um, but my primary care physician has been really, really good with monitoring um, my situation. I get blood draws twice a year. Yeah. And she now knows what a normal range is for me. And she's actually the one that said, um, by treating me, she learned that there is there are normal ranges, right? Like textbook normals, mm -hmm. she said, but there are normals. There's a different range for everybody. Yeah. Um, so what, what's normal for you may not be normal for me. Right. Or maybe too, my, that might be too high for me or too low for me. So just interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I would agree. I remember appreciating it when my range would come back between a 0.5 and a 1.5. Right. That, that was mm -hmm. my sweet spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if it was ever above a 1.5, I would start having the, the fatigue and like, you know, the, the symptoms come back and I was like, right. Oh, oh, something's yeah. Wrong. Yeah. You well, and, and that's why I said last fall, you know, when, when we had two family members pass, I mean, literally three weeks to the day apart, um, I thought, you know, I'm exhausted because this is a lot. This is a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of, for a little bit, I, I knew I wasn't taking my thyroid medication, but I thought, you know, it wouldn't kick in that fast, right? There's no way, but it, it did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and the sluggish feeling and that exhaustion, it really did remind me of 16, 17 years ago when I was like, something's not right. And this is not a postpartum thing. And this is not because I'm the mom of three. This is a different kind of exhaustion. Um, and I had felt it probably my late 20s also. Uh, but then I always chalked it up to, I just need to get a good night's sleep, right? I just, just need a good night's sleep and then it'll all be better. And then you just kind of keep going because you just keep pushing through. Um, yeah. And I think that's a mom of young kids thing. You're like, okay, this yeah. is, this is probably just what it's like. Um, that's why I said, like, I, I feel like now if I had gone sooner or recognized that there was maybe an issue before that, um, I probably could have gone and felt better a lot sooner than I did mm -hmm. <laughs> because you know that once you start taking a thyroid medication, it, it's not like an overnight solution either. Um, so it took probably about six months before I started feeling like, okay, this is, this is more normal feeling to me. I feel more so, like myself. I'm curious about that period when that you're talking about when you started after you started the Synthroid and then mm -hmm. you were meeting with a nutritionist who said you started changing your diet. So you, mm -hmm. so you started changing your diet around the same time. a lot what um, processed foods were a big thing that I needed to avoid. Um, dairy was something that I needed to avoid. So uh, honestly, yeah. it just to me, it's just basic stuff for everyone, thyroid mm -hmm. condition or not. Um, but I will say that um, during sugar, I love sugar. I have always loved sugar. Mm -hmm. um, but, when my, but when my thyroid is in check, 
I don't crave it as much, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I'm one of those people that if I start to eat a lot of sugar, then I start to crave a lot of sugar. And I feel like most people are like that, but sometimes when I say that to people, they're like, no, I don't have that problem. I'm like, oh, you're lucky. Yeah, like, <laughs> because around I battle holidays, that too. Right. I mean, around the holidays, right, you've got pie, you've got mm. cookies, you've got people are baking things and, and giving them to you. Although this past year wasn't as, as bad because of COVID. Yeah, um, we're all know, I, didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get as many of the treats as I usually do. Um, mm. But, you know, I love, I, I love all of that, but I do have to be careful about my consumption with it because it will still affect me, um, thyroid condition or not. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of the reason why I, I mean, I can speak to my own cravings and like sugar cravings and battle with sugar. Mm hmm when I was, when I was really just kind of out of control with, with my health and my thyroid and I didn't know anything and I didn't have any guidance. I didn't know what was going on. It was, I, I was, when I was young and trying to still impress, you know, I would, um, I stopped eating carbs also because a lot of trendy diets at the time right and yeah south beach diet and yeah. diet right like i remember i, I had a south yeah. beach diet book so right yeah there was a big push to yeah. cut out yeah. carbs yeah and but i didn't it took me a long time to put this two and two together but i so i would sit and i would eat my boneless skinless chicken and you know my my vegetable and then mm-hmm. Immediately after I would finish the plate, I would go to the cupboard and I would have a big bowl of dark chocolate chips in my Mm -hmm. cupboard and Mm -hmm. I would take a handful of chips and I would sit back down at the table with whoever else was finishing their dinner and I would sit and eat my chocolate. And so there was kind of a two-part connection there for me. It was like, number one, I was starving my body of the essential sugar that it needed to survive because right. we run right. on sugar, sugar right. is energy, you should calorie. And you know, so, so much of that, so much of that sugar comes from carbs. Carbs. Right? That's right. where we get so, our energy from. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. I wasn't smart enough then to realize, well, instead of car- cut, cutting them out, you could just eat a sweet potato instead and right. still yeah. be skinny, you know, or whatever. It's about so, the choices, right? And mm-hmm. everything, everything in moderation. Um, for years, I'm, I'm a lifetime member of Weight Watchers. Um, mm-hmm. That was ultimately how I ended up losing weight um, after I figured out all my thyroid trouble because I thought I've got to be accountable somewhere. So I went to my Saturday morning meetings. Um, and the one thing that I learned from them that I think has carried through for this many years is that um, everything in moderation, right? Don't overindulge. Yeah. But if you want something, eat some of it, you know? Absolutely. Don't, Especially when you're PMSing. (laughs) Well, right. Yeah. 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 I don't have that trouble so much anymore, but um, I do remember that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I agree. Everything in moderation, but yeah. um, But you also have to like realize just the basics of what your body needs. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. so, and then the other thing was when I was struggling with my energy, I would also crave sugar. Because it it is a actual physiological uh, response that your body has 
when right. you're tired. Tired. It actually right. sends out chemical hormones to tell you to eat something that's mm -hmm. high in sugar, any kind of sugar. It doesn't right. really care. It just wants something mm -hmm. because it wants that energy. Yes. So when you're super tired and you're dragging, you're going to be like, I want a Snickers, you know? Right. And so I was going to say, if you go to a, yeah. you know, a vending, if you're somewhere and there's a vending machine, what's it full of, right? Exactly. It's full of Snickers and so, bars and Milky Ways and all those delicious things. <laughs> yeah. And it does feel good when you eat it, but you don't, if you understand the actual drive behind what's going on and that, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's an, that big underlying condition of fatigue that needs to be dealt with, then right, right. that all of those sugar cravings for energy would actually go away if right. you fix. Well, what right. So that goes to if we, if we keep feeding that, right, then it's like, you'll never break the cycle. Right. Right. But it's hard yeah. when you're exhausted. Like when you're so exhausted, yeah. it is, it is hard. Um, mm -hmm. to, to not reach for something that is sweet. And like you said, like, that's literally when I'm overtired, I'm like, oh, who wants donuts? I want donuts, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, I love let donuts. me tell you, <laughs> most people in my family are like, mom, are you going to go get donuts? I was like, I am, I am going to And sometimes I'm like, I want a donut. I'm going to go get a donut. And, you know, my husband is always, um, I guess he's one of those people that will cut out carbs completely when he needs to lose weight. Um, and I'm like, I did try the South beach diet once upon a time and I physically couldn't do it. Um, my head hurt. I didn't feel well. I was like, this is not, this is not the right path for me. This might work for some people. Um, and he'll say to me, please don't get good, go get donuts, please. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. And again, this comes back to my Weight Watchers thing. I'm like, I want a donut. So like, I'm going to get some donuts. You don't have to eat them. Sometimes other people in my house go get donuts. I don't eat them if I don't want one. But when I want one, I, I go get it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is, it is hard. That is a hard cycle to break, especially it was a cycle I could not break for, I mean, a few years there after my youngest was born. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm eating so bad. I don't feel good. I'm tired. And it didn't matter how much sleep I got. Like I could sleep 12 yeah. hours in the night. Um, not that that happened, but there were definitely nights that I would sleep eight or nine hours and that's sufficient. Mm -hmm. um, at the time should have been fine. And I could have, I mean, I, there was, a, there was a time I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at this time and I'm, and I'm going to stay in bed until this time. I'm going to see if that helps do that for two weeks. Mm -mm. Yeah. Didn't make a difference. Um, I'm not one to run to the doctor if there's a problem I'm like, oh, it'll be okay. It'll, this will get better. But when it comes to now, because I think I do, I'm so in tune way more than I was 16 years ago that I can feel if something, if something's not right and I will not pause to send my doctor an email or, you know, right now with COVID, they don't want you to come in unless you absolutely have to. Um, although that's gotten better because COVID is, is, I guess, I don't want to say better. Um, but we're, we know more about it now. So we don't all have to quite isolate as much as we have then. So, yeah. so, you were working. So how long did you work with a nutritionist on into your medication treatment? So about two months into my medication treatment, I worked with a nutritionist. Okay. So yep. would you say that changing your diet had a pretty significant impact on how you felt as yes. well? Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so those two have to coincide always for me. Mm -hmm. 
So like I was saying to you last fall when I kind of, I wasn't consistent with my synthroid, which is not like me, but understandable with the situation I was in at the time. Um, but I, I quite often fall off the wagon on my diet, <laughs> especially in the last year and a half with COVID. Um, but like during the holidays, there, there are things that I'll eat that I really shouldn't eat. Um, and it makes me feel pretty, pretty awful. Um, mm. not right away, not necessarily an hour later, but like the next day and maybe even mm -hmm. a day or two after that. Um, so I do have to be careful about the things that I'm consuming. Um, I, for a while I did eliminate dairy altogether from my diet. I am allergic to eggs, so I have to make sure I don't mm. eat eggs. I know. Isn't that fun? Um, I cause eggs are in lots of things. Yeah. Um, and I love eggs. Um, I, I was not allergic to eggs until I, um, uh, I think I was around 17 or 18 years old. Um, and I ate eggs one day for breakfast as many of us do and doubled over in pain. It, it wasn't one day that happened gradually, but I didn't connect it to the eggs, um, for a while. Um, and then slowly, but surely the response became worse and worse and worse until I had to go to the hospital one morning and they were like, yeah, don't eat eggs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't eat eggs. I do try to avoid dairy, but I do love ice cream. So, and it's summertime right now. So have, have <laughs> you tried any of the alternative brands? Like the, I have. Space? Okay. Cause some I of have. those are mm -hmm. heavenly. They are very, very good. Um, mm -hmm. So, but, but sometimes I just really want cow's milk <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> or, you know, if you go, if we go out to ice cream, like right now, yeah. that is actually a way that we socialize with friends mm -hmm. and family. We might meet for ice cream after dinner one night because then we can all be outside. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we go places like, I'm trying to think of a, I, I, well, we go to places that are local. Um, but if we go to a local ice cream shop where they make their own ice cream or, you know, yogurt or frozen yogurt or whatever, there's usually not anything that's dairy free. There is one place that has some dairy free stuff, which is good. And if we go there, I will choose that option. But um, for the most part, I try to avoid dairy. I don't drink milk anymore. Um, yeah. Which is sad. <laughs> And so um, avoiding and eliminating those foods really help you just stay mm -hmm. away from having like a relapse of symptoms. Yes. Yeah. It really helps manage. Um, and that's why I said it's, you know, for some people, I think they can take Synthroid and I know, I mean, my dad takes his Synthroid and that's all he does. Um, mm. His mother, I think, went years without being diagnosed with Graves' disease until her eyes started to um, not look right. Mm -hmm. um, but this was also years ago, right? This was, I want to say, probably late 60s, early 70s that, um, well, no, it was probably later than that. It was probably like mid-70s to late 70s when she was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I'm not really sure. It's kind of like my mother's mother died of something called Wilson's disease that you would never die from now. So, you know, medical technology and all these things that we know and understand is, is a lot more than 30 or 40 years ago, right? Even more than 10 years ago at this point. So. Uh, totally. Are you gluten-free? I'm not. Mm -mm. No, okay. I'm not so, gluten-free. Um, do you I have any like brain fog or constipation or any of those um, reactions? I did before my thyroid diagnosis. Um, but I, but I don't, I, you know, 
and it's funny because my I have an older son who has a slight gluten allergy. That's what they call it. Um, he, like me, um, produced a lot of um, food allergies as a teenager that he didn't have before. Um, he was a wrestler in high school. So one of the things that he always ate was trail mix and tree nuts and things like that. Um, until one day he realized that he would have an asthma attack every time he ate like trail mix. And so we, I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. We should monitor that and make sure that it's so slowly but surely the reaction got worse and worse, right? Because the more we introduce it to our bodies, the more our immune system reacts. So, um, he did, we did take him and have him tested actually not until he was like 20, just to find out what are you allergic to? Um, and it was, it was tree nuts. Why did I go on this? What were we talking about? I'm so sorry. There's my brain fog. Oh, gluten. Um, but, and, and I did get tested for gluten allergy to see if there was an issue with gluten. Um, and that was not something that my nutritionist was, she said, unless you have a gluten allergy, you don't want to, you don't want to eliminate gluten. So, um, I have, yeah, I have never, I have never eliminated gluten. Um, does but she my young- teach the difference between an allergy and an intolerance? Or she's specifying like in like a like a actual hardcore allergic reaction, like you were just saying, like an asthma attack or like anaphylaxic. Probably that. Okay. Yeah. 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 There there is a there there has been a lot of misunderstanding between I'm allergic and I'm intolerant. And there is a lot more information that's finally coming out on the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like I remember because I started cutting out gluten and dairy in like the early to mid 2000s when like it was no one knew what intolerance was. It was like you were either allergic or you ate it, right? So when right, go, right. when like the restaurants started introducing like the gluten-free um, menus, mm-hmm. I would, it was for people that had celiac disease because, right, right like they were so allergic, like they could end up in the hospital if they had gluten. And so the people, the way I've had so many waiters and waitresses, like get scared of me (laughs) when I'm like, like, you know, a long time ago when I'm like, can I have your, you know, gluten-free menu please? And they'd be like, do you have an allergy? (laughs) And I'm like, right. "Uh, Right. Not really. I just avoid it. I just don't eat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know lots of people that have, that actually do just, well, actually take that back. I have a niece who went gluten-free, um, because she thought that it was giving her stomach trouble and they, the doctor could never really figure out what, what was making her stomach hurt so much. And so she decided one day, she was like, you know, I'm just going to cut out gluten and see if it makes a difference. Right. Because we all know, we've all been on those journeys with our doctors, bless their hearts, like uh, nothing against doctors. I go to them, love them. Um, but they can't always figure out what the problem is either. Right? Yeah. They can't always pinpoint it. Um, and so she decided to cut out gluten and, you know, her stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Good for her. <laughs> so, and that was probably like, I want to say two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, because she has another, yeah, it was before she got pregnant the second time. So, and her baby just turned one. So um, she decided to just cut out gluten. And as far as I know, that solved her problem. And I think, you know, yeah. we, the, that's the beauty of Google and the internet, right? Like we can, we can look up lots of things and, read about lots of stuff. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, one of the best things we can do is, is, is research and read and understand lots of things so that when we do go to the doctor, you can say, Hey, have you thought about this? Or have you thought about that? Like I, I did that recently. Um, 
I needed to go. And, and I thought, I think it might be this. And mm. they said, oh, I hadn't thought about that. I think mm. you make a good point. So, you know, I mean, they're human too, right? And they have lots mm. of patience and they see people all day long. Mm. Um, so, you know, being armed with knowledge and information is, is important. <laughs> and that's also where your coach comes in. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, really important, right? Yeah. I'm a patient advocate and because there are so many doctors, like you said, they're, they're busy and yeah. They don't, you know, they can't like micromanage every single one of their 500 patients or, right. or more, you know, right. so, yeah, you know, looking some things up or having someone to help guide you is really important. I wish I would have had that big time. Oh yeah, me too. Um, because know. it was, you know, it can be a bit of a slippery slope and it can be awfully frustrating. Um, like mm -hmm. I said to you in the beginning, in the very beginning, it was like, oh, you know, this is because you had a baby. Oh, you're losing all that hair because... I mean, my husband used to joke and, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned my hair. Um, I still lose a lot of hair, even mm -hmm. with my thyroid under control. Um, and it wasn't until a few months ago that I figured out, well, I shouldn't say a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago that I realized, you know, I don't lose hair because of my thyroid. I was losing hair because I dye my hair so much. So oh, really? um, now that I'm, now that I'm not dyeing my hair, my hmm. hair like at the roots of my hair is so much thicker. Um, so I can't really blame that on my thyroid, but that's what I've always blamed it on because for years I have lost so much hair. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely my thyroid, I mean, postpartum hair loss is unlike, I mean, you feel like you could probably pick up all that hair and make a wig for somebody. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it is so much hair. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I still do lose quite a bit of hair, but not as much as I used to. Um, and, and now that I've stopped dyeing my hair, it's even less. So interesting um, connection. Yeah. The so, toxins and harsh chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. It'll make your hair fall out, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. but not everybody, but it made my hair fall out. Um, yeah. and you know, my, my father, my uncle, my, my grandmother and my, both my paternal grandparents, um, both had bright, they have, or had bright white hair. Um, and one of the things that my dad told me many years ago, and you know, it's funny with Google, I've never looked this up. Um, but that early graying is a sign of a thyroid condition is what he told me. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but I am one of the only siblings in my family with a thyroid condition who has hair like this. <laughs> so. hmm, really? It does. Yeah. But, so yeah. but you said both of your parents have bright white hair. No, my, my dad has bright white hair. My mom does not. My dad has bright white hair, his brother, and my, both my paternal grandparents, so my dad's parents, who both have thyroid conditions. Um, so just interesting. Don't know if it's related at all. At some point, maybe after this call, I'm going to Google that because I want to know if it's true. But, you know, your older parents say lots of things to you that could just be like, um, what do you call that? Not a myth, but, you know, you have like, things older people say that's like it's not yeah. true but but they yeah. they wholeheartedly believe it so it's when he said that to me I was like, theories okay. yeah. right yeah 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 so, i mean there's sometimes I, they say things that are there i mean there's some truth to them and you're like oh that's good you know but sometimes mm. like no i don't think that's right dad but okay <laughs> i call that your old i just i'll just tease and be like it's your old timers talking <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be it but yeah, I mean, the only other, my, 
when I was studying genes in school, it makes me yeah, think of one. Huh? That's yes. a fun one. Genetics is a fun class. It just made me Old think like, tales. well, maybe Somebody you just were just it. that one <laughs> child that got that specific gene, but they didn't, you know? Well, you know, and it, uh, I, and someone, Julie Old Henderson says tales. Old yeah. Wives Tales. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Cause I was like, what do you call it? Yeah. Old yeah. Wives tales. Thank you. Um, <laughs> back when my daughter was in high school, um, I took her to an endocrinologist cause she was having some issues and, um, he looked at her and told her, you know, with your family genes, I'm just going to tell you, it's probably not a matter of if, but when. So um, now she goes and goes back regularly because they like to take blood and monitor where those levels are so they can kind of see what her normal range is. Isn't that funny? I take her to the endocrinologist, but don't take myself. Hmm. Um, <laughs> But I haven't felt like well, I needed one. Well, you've had a right? really good doctor. I mean, I you've have. been with mm -hmm. your same mm -hmm. primary this yes. whole time. That's yes. that mm -hmm. is so yep. rare. Yeah. It is rare, and and you know, it's funny. My my husband, um, I had always encouraged him to go to my primary care physician, um, but you know, he went someplace close to work, and, and I said, you know, if that's what's going to get you to go for your regular physicals, then you go there. Um, but where he was going the doctors were constantly leaving and they were getting new ones. And so he was always dealing with new doctors and he has quite a family history of um, diabetes and um, colon cancer and things on his side of the family that I feel like you, you need to see the same doctor all the time. Um, and so just recently he switched to my doctor and he said, I can't believe you had the same doctor this whole time. And I'm like, and I, you know, what's funny is I told you I, after college I moved back to California for a little while. And then I even lived in Seattle. Um, but he was my primary care physician. And well, and now, now I see a woman there, but he has been there um, this whole time since I was a 19 year old in college. So wow. yeah. Um, and he knows everything about my family history. Um, and my daughter now is going there because, you know, once she would turn 21 this year, the pediatrician said, you cannot come here anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You have to go get an actual you've doctor. aged out. Yes, oh you've aged out. It was a sad yeah. day for her. Um, but I told her, I said, you know, you have to go see a big girl doctor. It's going to be okay now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh. But, you know, we, we love those things that are familiar to us. And so she saw the same pediatricians her entire life. Mm. So, you know, familiar things are very comfortable. Um, yeah, and so now she sees the same doctor that I see because she said I, I, I'm more comfortable with a female doctor. Um, so I see the, the, the girl there, but, but I see my male doctor, if I need to, um, he's just as helpful and he's one that's always talking about diet, um, mm, a plant-based diet, plant-based diet mm. is what he's really big on. So, um, I try to take his advice as much as I can, um, and not is consume. This, is Sorry. it also because you're in like a small town? Do you have like that? I mean, like I don't think so because I live, see, I live in the Raleigh Durham area. So not, uh -huh. not small, um, oh. large area. Um, but I would say, I would liken to where I go to as a, now he's part of the Duke, um, community. So he is partnered with Duke hospital. Um, but he, he has kept his practice small. Mm. He only added um, one other doctor and two PAs. Um, and he, so, and he, he doesn't take, like 
when he took my husband on and they took my daughter on, they're not taking new patients right now, but they took Mm -hmm. them because I've been a patient for so long Mm -hmm. that they were like, all right, you know, let them come on in, but they're not taking new patients. Um, And a lot of times they are not, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it it is sad, but like, I feel fortunate. um, Yeah. You're very lucky. Yeah. 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 Um, But even the pediatrician's office that I used for my children, they have not, there are some new faces there, but the ones that I have always seen, they've all been there for over 20 years. So, uh-huh. because my, my oldest is 23 and I started going there when he was 21. Wow. Um, That's so, an impressive practice. Good for them. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I think the, the fact that you've been blessed with that to your whole, basically adult life, life, you know, and especially, yeah, yeah. you know, going through, you know, hard medical times and stuff that, yeah. That is huge. You know, the the majority of women that I talk to all the time, every day, and my clients, I mean, I have to help my, I've had to help my clients doctor shop because Mm -hmm. their doctors are so bad and they are, they, they don't want to help and they mess up dosages and they don't even read the TSH right, the testing ranges properly. And it's just, it can be scary. Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes, you know. Well, and I think that we put, you know, I, I, of course, even now, I put lots of blind trust into people, mm-hmm. that, people in the medical yeah. profession because I assume that they are experts in the subject matter, but, but mm-hmm. that's not always true, right? No. Um, and that's why I said I, I always go to the doctor. And look, I've been going there for years, and I still go armed with as much information. Or, and, you know, I think that's always received so positively from them. They're like, oh, good. Okay, so you you've already read about this, or you you have some ideas about that, or, um, but I I don't know that it would always be received that way. Yeah, you know, maybe not. maybe right. Maybe mm-hmm. I take that for granted, but um, because I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes or insult anybody, but I like you like I was saying before, they do have lots of patients and they see lots of people. Um, I mean, I would expect after, you know, this many years of going to the same office that like, they do know who I am, but, but I don't, but I don't assume that either. Right. Like, um, I don't go to the doctor. Now that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Um, how I also felt like something wasn't right was that I spent a majority of time one year being sick, catching everything conceivable known to man. Um, and that was one of the things that I brought up. Um, I said, you know, my immune system, and, and they blamed it on, you know, oh, it's because you had a baby. I'm like, well, he's, that baby is like two now. Like, it's yeah. not really a baby, and he's a toddler now. Um, strep like, throat. can we get past the baby excuse, please? Right, right. <laughs> that was, that, and that was an excuse for a while. I was like, that, that's not what this is. Um, mm. But again, that is, some of that is that, like, this is what your doctor's telling you. So you're like, okay, that, that must be what it is, right? So I just yeah. have to go home and, and deal with it and live with it. Um, that's why I said, if I could go back 16, 17, 18 years and tell the younger version of myself, like, no, be persistent, you know, yeah. insist, um, I, I would have felt better sooner. Um, yeah. but I mean, I, I can't, I, I probably spent a year being sick more than well, strep throat, colds, shingles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of viruses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so my immune system was just shot. Um, and my thyroid was not helping. (laughs) Mm. Um, I think what you said was huge 
that I can, um, well, yeah, we could talk forever. These things go by so fast and it's um, <laughs> quick, but, um, when I, I really, I really felt what you said about being a young mom, what, what you were just saying, I really resonated with that, you know, when you're young and you're a mom and you're, I almost look at it as being like naive and innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you want to just be okay. And so you will just push through it and, right. and you'll self-medicate with coffee. Right. You'll self-medicate right. with sugar. You'll right. lots and you'll, lots of sugar. <laughs> yep. And you'll, you'll self-medicate with food because you don't feel good. And, maybe even alcohol, you know, Mm -hmm. and you'll just cope and deal and try to get by. Right. When you know you're not okay, but you don't know why you're not okay. Right. But the doctor has told you you're okay. Right. But the doctor can't find anything. Your blood, your blood work all looks great. See? And you're like, okay, that's a big part (laughs) of it too. That's a huge part of it too. And then, and then, but you know, that right there will play that trauma right there of, I know I'm not okay, but the doctor like throws it back in your face and tells you you're okay. You must just be depressed. That's literally traumatic. Yeah. Which it is. then it's, causes. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. And, and then that right there will cause even more self-medication. And right. the majority of the self-medication mm-hmm. um, worsens the symptoms, worsens the conditions. It's, it right. can be a vicious cycle and trap that you can get stuck in and lead to weight gain and depression and anxiety. Right. And so, so you're stuck in this cycle, mm-hmm. right? That you, 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 you don't know how to break cause you don't know yeah. what's wrong. Right. And how to fix right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you go to the one person you trust and they tell mm-hmm. you you're fine. And right. so then who else do you turn to? So this is a very common cycle. I, I was in, you were in, I've had many other moms tell me about this too. And so if there's one piece of advice or piece of love that I could share with everyone, it's, it's, um, if you truly like, first of all, like you said, if I would have listened to myself, I would have, I would have felt better a lot faster. Right. Me too. If I would have listened to myself, trusted my intuition, that something was seriously wrong. But if you go to a doctor and they tell you you're fine, get a second opinion. Right. Don't just trust that. You know yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, or reach out, reach out to someone else that can help guide you. Um, this is the other reason why I'm doing these is so that we can form, we can form friendships and be there for each other, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. have someone to turn to and say, you know, this and this and this is happening. And what do you think? You know, is this okay? Right. Is this normal? You know, so. Well, and having that community of support is so helpful mm-hmm. too, so that you, like you were saying um, on your intro about uh, somebody who said, you know, thyroid island, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because that can be a very lonely place when you feel like, you know, something's not right, you know, and, and, but, but no one's listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
and yeah. and you even if you tell the closest people to you your husband your mom your dad your sisters your brothers your best friend they don't really know what to tell you either and they don't know what right. to do you know right you gotta, well you gotta... and, and you know i wasn't very close i guess close enough with my dad that i felt comfortable sharing what was going on and so and i did not know he had a thyroid condition so luckily my yeah. conversation with him happened when it did so he could say "Ooh, you probably should ask your doctor about this. And I said, but dad, my blood work's all been fine. He's like, no, no, you need to, that's probably what this is. This sounds just like me 20 years ago. Um, yeah. So, and that, that is also such a huge blessing in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, but, but having people who understand where you are mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is big. Um, I wish that I had had that 16 years ago because I did feel, I felt incredibly alone. Um, yeah. And I felt like, okay, I'm just going to go home and eat donuts and drink coffee because I'm just going to yeah. be exhausted for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's I'm just how Netflix this is going to be. Chill with right. My donuts yeah. And coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, and that's, that's not you. an encouraging place to be. Right. No. Like, I mean, there are definitely days that I want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and drink coffee and eat donuts. Like I might have yeah. a day like that every once in a while, but like, I just physically did not have the energy or, or the emotional energy even at that point to participate the way that I needed to, although I did, I was going through the motions, right? Because I had three kids and a husband yeah. and um, yeah, I was president of the PTA. Between, and It's because you wanted to, not because right. you had to. Right, 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 yeah. You're, exactly, and so um, um, I just lost my train of thought Sorry. because I'm like, no, it's okay, there's so many things I, I want to say that I just lost it all, but anyway. Oh, see, and I see someone saying my husband thought I was pre-menopause, pre-menopausal. You know, I, there was a time that I thought, well, maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is like perimenopause. But, you know, I thought to myself, but I'm only 34. Yeah. You know, yes. but, but not impossible. I do not agree with that. Not impossible, but it, it does happen, but it's not very common. Yeah, exactly. Um, for most women. So, yeah. There's so much more to the thyroid situation going on that I know now that I never knew then. I right. post about it all the time, you guys, like the mm -hmm. top five reasons why you're really struggling. You can go back through my content and you can, you can read the list. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into it here because it's a whole nother big old conversation, but there are legit reasons for every single one of your, your symptoms. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not lazy. You're not weak. <laughs> I mean, I might not be a little defective. bit, but <laughs> it's not because yeah, I'm that's right. <laughs> so um, let's wrap it up there. Thank yeah. you so much for yeah, coming. Thank on. you it for was having so awesome me. To meet you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, do I just do I just hang up or what do I do? <laughs> you're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> But I can still continue to follow your live, right? Sorry, everybody yeah, that's watching. If, okay. Yeah. If you if you um just just go off, then my my side continues until I close it down. Okay. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I we got to touch. touch. I was happy to share. Good. I'm. Thanks. I loved everything you had to say. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining and thank you for the hearts and the love the whole time. That was, 
another amazing uplifting conversation like always i i just chills i have whole body chills right now i and i get the chills because i know that this is so important for you guys thank you for joining thank you for listening again i'm coach sarah joy a certified transformational nutrition coach and i specialize in helping women that are struggling from thyroid conditions and i definitely don't want you to feel alone and i don't and, and as you see you're not alone there's a lot of women out there struggling just like you i used to i've been able to put my hypo and my hashes in reverse and i know how hard it is to go from there from where you are now to where you want to be but trust me it can be done so i'm going to wrap it up for now um, I'm always looking for volunteers. This is a volunteer series. So if any of you are interested in coming on and sharing your story next, please DM me and I'll put you on the calendar for, um, I need someone for next Thursday and the Thursday after that and the Thursday after that. So um, anyone feel free to DM me. Let me know if you want to come on. Um, I would be honored. I will share these over to YouTube and I am actually creating a full podcast where I'm going to upload the audios as well so that I can reach more of the women in the community so that they can also not feel like they're suffering all alone on their thyroid island. So um, I'm going to wrap it up again. Thank you guys for joining me. If you have any other questions, feel free to DM me anytime. Talk to you later. Bye.